Hello, everyone. This is Mal. Hello, hello, hello. This is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today, we are talking about Married at First Sight, Boston. If you have not watched Married at First Sight yet, you might want to pause here, catch up on the latest episode, and come back and join us. Cam, do you want to get us started for a little bit of news? Sure. I am really excited about this little tidbit of news because I'm an avid, like, random nature documentary Nat Geo watcher, but National Geographic has their first Black female explorer who has her own show, and it's called Diving with a Purpose, and the woman's name is Tara Roberts. She is uh, kind of a former news correspondent who was inspired by seeing like a single photo of Black women in diving gear at the National Museum of African American History and Culture. So she said she had never really seen Black people doing that. And these women were, um, you know, exploring and trying to find artifacts from slave ships. So her entire show is like really trying to like retrace her ancestry and the African diaspora's ancestry by doing dives of slave ships. Holy crap. That sounds incredible. I know. So sounds really interesting. She also has a podcast. It's called into the depths Mm. where she talks about things that she, you know, discovers along the way as well. Wow. Oh my God. I'm very excited for that. You know, I'm a history nerd. So I know I I figured you would love it. (laughs) Um, also in the documentary space, Yo Gotti, Jay-Z, and Team Rock are in the works for a show on A&E called Exposing Parchment, which is the infamous prison in Mississippi that has, mm. you know, some really, really, really terrible atrocities happening, especially during the pandemic. They highlighted a lot of things that were happening But essentially, this show is going to be a series where they try to document and elevate the concerns of the prisoners that are there. So they work with people that are formerly incarcerated and currently incarcerated at the prison. Oh, wow. That sounds really good, too. I'm sure it's going to be sad. Oh, yeah. I I hope it actually, you know, spurs some some reform. I will say Rock Nation, they're, they're doing a lot in like the police reform space regardless Mm -hmm. of his little bs you know deal with the nfl (laughs) they do seem to be doing a lot in the effort to make things better for black people and formerly incarcerated people yeah i mean i think even i know he's jay-z's got a lot of flack for the nfl thing i feel like that's part of his plan too uh you know it might be like a a long game but you know I don't know I just feel like you know that man is always playing chess uh a million dollars or dinner with Jay-Z like I mean (laughs) (laughs) dinner with Jay-Z is worth way more Uh, but yeah uh, I I I'm definitely very impressed with everything that Rock Nation has done yeah I'll give them their flowers I really I really hope this really moves the needle on prison reform of the prison industrial complex and really oh it's a really sad and depressing place to be yeah 
Okay. Well, there are two new things coming out featuring Black women. The first is The Courtship on NBC. Yes. Which premieres uh, today, the day that we're recording this, on uh, Sunday, the 6th of March. And it is basically like The Bachelorette circa 19th century. Um the, descript- the show description reads, a heroine looking for her duke will sign up for the ultimate social experiment in romance. Trans- transported to a Regency-style England, a group of eligible hopeful suitors will have to win the heart of our heroine and her court. Housed in a castle on the countryside and set in a beautiful backdrop of rolling hills, the heroine and suitors will experience that which makes that of which dreams are made of. So, like I said, it basically sounds like The Bachelorette just set in a different time period. Set in Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> right. I blame Shonda for this because <laughs> I don't quite get it. Like, their whole thing is like, what? No cell phones. What? No TV. Like, usually you don't have those things. Your <laughs> dating shows, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just seems kind of niche to get, like, the Bridgerton crowd in but the the heroine is a black woman which is very rare for these dating shows especially to be the first season first yeah yeah to feature a black woman and a bunch of you know multiracial men vying Mm -hmm. for her affection yeah i mean that's the main reason i want to watch and i mean i think it's cool they did like a twist on you know the regular kind of dating show even yeah. though I don't really know. I feel like there's going to be doing like the same 2020s shit, but <laughs> in like, um, you know, Renaissance, or not Renaissance, in um, whatever, 19th century clothes. So, yeah. 19th century, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're the history buff. Yeah, I think I haven't looked closely at their clothing, but I would say it's probably more like 18th century um but regardless I just I don't really feel like I feel like those are just like their costumes or but you know maybe like the competitions will be like who can do the best waltz or you know like so maybe it will tie in um games and things of the time yeah but like how do you translate that into <laughs> like, the real world <laughs> you can waltz but can you do all the latest dances I mean, they're pretty complex <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, definitely give the first episode a shot at least. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. It looks just as messy as every other dating show. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I live for the drama. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that is coming out, one Miss Regina Hall is starring in a new movie that is set to premiere on Amazon and in select theaters um, March 18th, and it's called Master. And it is, it looks like a, it is a bit of a horror film and it is starring Regina Hall and she examines the horrors of living as the lone black woman in a dorm that's supposedly haunted and probably definitely like fending off racism <laughs> the entire time of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> add a razzle dazzle yeah 
I just, I love that Jordan Peele has opened up this lane for Black horror stories. Um, I mean, I feel like they don't always need to be about racism, but <laughs> right. Right. I just, I love, I, I'm a huge like horror psychological thriller buff. So I'm happy to see more rep- representation in that lane. Yeah, I what you said about uh, doesn't always have to include racism. I saw a lot of comments to that effect on Twitter, mm-hmm. or sorry, on Instagram, um, underneath the trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel I am not a horror fan. I like psychological thrillers, but I don't like to be scared. I don't like ghost shit. Like, <laughs> I don't mess with none of that. <laughs> but... I am really excited to watch this movie and I'm really enjoying seeing Regina Hall in more like dramatic roles. Like she was mm-hmm. excellent in Nine Perfect Strangers. So I, you know, I really uh, am enjoying um, this time for her, but uh, yeah, like I don't, I'm not super bothered by it, but it kind of feels like maybe kind of like a, a horror version of like Dear White People. Yeah. Or what was that? Um, was it them? There was another show on Amazon oh. where about the black people that moved into the white neighborhood. Yeah, but I heard they them. were doing a little bit. I didn't even watch that one. I heard they were doing too much on that show. Me either. Yeah. But it just feels like, oh, why? Why will Hollywood only produce black horror films about racism? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love to see one where it's just uh, except for, I mean us was it um about racism so we yeah. could have we could absolutely have more of that yeah well I'm, I'm excited for this so I will definitely be tuning in I'm scared to watch but I will maybe <laughs> maybe at, your fingers <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it at like 11 a.m on like a Saturday or Sunday <laughs> um an update on the Tinder Swindler, Mr. <laughs> Simon Levive, aka Shaman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he is finally being sued by the actual Levive Diamond family. They are pretty pissed off that he is um, capitalizing on their family name. Uh, They are suing him for making false representations as being the son of Lev Levive and receiving numerous benefits cunningly and using false words claiming to be a member of the family. They said he will pay and all of his associates who have benefited from his scams will also be going after them in a lawsuit. Mm. They said this is the first of many of lawsuits that they (laughs) plan to file against him so they're basically like you have sullied our name you falsified documents and we're not having it our our reputation is at stake and they're using the their full purse (laughs) to come out (laughs) and i'm i'm here for it thank you about time about time yeah, I mean, if anybody can finally take them down, it's probably going to be uh, the Lviv Diamond family. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that shakes out for him. But I assume he's probably going to go to jail after. Well, I don't know, jail. It's like you're going to find him. He ain't got no money. He'd have to swindle right. people right. <laughs> to pay you. 
yeah because i feel like it'd be pointless to sue him because what does he actually have right nothing and speaking of scammers there is another gentleman who has recently been found guilty of scamming over 250 film investors out of 650 million dollars god dog and this happened in the u.s This happened in the U.S. Uh, there's an actor by the name of Zachary Joseph Horowitz who okay. recently pled guilty to fraud um, for scamming people out of phony licensing deals. Uh, when I IMDb'd him, I don't know who he, he is. He's basically been like in the background of a lot of different movies. Okay. <laughs> you probably <laughs> would not know him or recognize him. Um, but he basically told... Uh, five different groups of investors that he was going to take their films and then pitch them to Netflix, HBO, all the girls in order for them to get licensing deals to be on the streaming platform. He took their money and pulled a Simon and just basically lived a very lavish life on the backs of these people who thought their movies were going to get on these streaming platforms. And, wow. and now he's going away for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. America don't play when it comes, <laughs> when it comes to the swindling. Oh, good God. I hope it was worth it. Uh, I'd say probably not. <laughs> probably <laughs> <Right>. not. Right. <laughs> do you have any news, Mal? I do. So um, your fave, uh, 50 Cent. And that is spelled C Y N T. Oh, Cynthia. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One Miss Cynthia Bailey from the Real Housewives of Atlanta is uh, starring in a new Lifetime movie. Have you seen the previews for this? No. Yeah, it's called Cruel Instruction. It is premiering on Lifetime uh, on March 12th at 8 p.m. So um, it's based on a true story. And it's about um, a 16-year-old girl um, who is supposed to be Cynthia's daughter in the movie. And she, I guess, has had some, you know, acting out at school or whatever. So a school counselor suggests that she gets sent to um, this, like, I guess, Utah facility for bad kids or whatever. So um, the headmistress there is played by Cameron Mannheim. And... Uh, she leads her staff in basically treating the kids there terribly a lot of verbal abuse physical abuse and yeah I think it's basically just about how they uh like the kids band together to expose what's happening there and are able to finally get free from the facility Mm, okay this sounds like a serious acting yeah so (laughs) I'm excited to see uh, what 50 cent got all right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm trying to think like has she she's done like small roles right and more like comedic roles i remember her like trying out was it candy's play she tried out for on the show <laughs> i know portia was in it was uh i can't remember cynthia if she was in it she um, played like some i'm like distinctly remembering her with like an an island accent maybe maybe one of those like you know jamaican hats that have the dreads attached oh stop (laughs) i feel like she like 
I remember her being good in the show. It's like a comedic actress, but this mm. is going to be okay. All right, yeah. son. Yeah, so we shall see. I just looked. It looks like um, she's been in a few things since like the late 80s. I guess, you know, like since she was modeling, they would just probably put a pretty woman in here and there. Um, <laughs> but the most recent thing I see is Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. So... <laughs> Uh, I have not seen any of the Sharknados, but uh, apparently she was in that. So, <laughs> okay. Well, this is this is a step up, I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I, I would say so, absolutely. <laughs> so, as uh, everyone knows, I was a very big Danny Kane fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and this ties in because, of course, they were founded on the TV show Making the Band uh, with oh, wow. Diddy. So, one of the singers, uh, D. Woods, who was the first to leave the group. Do you remember D. Woods? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So she is uh, about to make her Broadway debut. <laughs> she's <a> debut. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she's about to make her Broadway debut in the uh, revival of for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. She is going to be playing the lady in yellow, um, who was portrayed by Anika Noni Rose in the uh, Tyler Perry film from 2010. And, um, and apparently there was a PBS version in 1982 where Lynn Whitfield played the lady in yellow. Mm. I've not heard about that before, but yeah, some, you know, kind of, kind of big shoes to fill, but I'm very happy for Dee Woods that she's she's going to be in Broadway. She's been doing like some other musical theater stuff. Um, but yeah, very happy that she's, you know, taking this leap. Yeah, I think anybody who can uh, rise out of the hellscape that was making the band <laughs> <laughs> and still be successful, like, congrats. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You made it. You made it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other news? Oh, oh, did you hear about, um, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) I don't know what I'm excited. (laughs) Speaking of Broadway, did you hear they are renaming a theater in New York after James Earl Jones? Oh, no, I had not. Yeah, apparently the John Court Theater on Mm -hmm. the south side of 47th Street will be renamed the James Earl Jones Theater. And it was the first theater where he like debuted on Broadway. Oh, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so awesome. It is. It's really cool that they're doing yeah. that. Yeah. Good for James Earl. Now, who is who is John Court? Because is are his people going to be pissed or is he a racist <laughs> had to remove? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I did no, no digging on who John Court okay. is. Um, <laughs> probably some just white benefactor. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that concludes all of our news for this week. Let's dive right into talking about Married at First Sight. This is season 14, episode nine, titled, Is Love on the Table? Question mark. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, at this point, the couples have been married for two weeks out of the eight weeks for this experiment. So yeah, they're kind of getting to uh, that, or almost the halfway point. Yeah, in this episode, it's 
basically them figuring out kind of like their past love experiences. Like, have you ever been in love? What does it take for you to fall in love? And, you know, we see a lot of the couples working through their communication issues, which is, mm-hmm. you know, always the biggest thing. Right. Um, what couple do you want to start with? Let's just go couple by couple. Okay. Uh, um, I guess uh, we can start with Noy and Steve. I think they were the first couple we see this episode. Yeah, they're really cute. They are really they are precious. Yeah. I feel like they might be the one couple that makes it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like the little scavenger hunt that she put on for him was so cute. He was very appreciative of it. And I don't know, their love blossoming is just so cute. He finally admitted this week that he too is in love with her and that little beach picnic i was like i didn't i didn't know there were beaches in boston but it's new to me (laughs) i've never been to boston because at first i was like oh is this just like a a lake beach but then she was like Mm. oh you planned this for me near the ocean i was like is boston at the ocean (laughs) (laughs) i was a little further inland than that but maybe maybe not i don't know (laughs) But it was really cute. Um, how would you feel if you got on this show and they paired you with the jobless man? <laughs> oh man. That that one is tough because like Steve seems really great. He seems like very patient, like you know doesn't raise his voice he's attractive like all these things and it seems like him and Noi get along very well (sighs) but Noi coming from a place of like you know having to struggle as a kid and you know not having money like I totally understand why she is not okay with him being like well I'm a creative and you know I don't want to stifle that and she's like no no like I need security because like I'm not going back to where I came from like 100% feel her on that I think the other thing is like you can still be you can still be a creative like I mean that's what most creatives do like you have a nine to five or you're like you know like a waiter or you know like you do whatever to like pay bills you can't just Mm -hmm. not do anything and you know we haven't seen like a ton of them just hang out the house but like I think it would be one thing if like you know, she was getting up early to work from home. And then, you know, maybe he was burning the midnight oil. He, he gets up at like noon and then he's working on his projects or whatever. But I got a feeling Steve's just sitting around playing 2K or like whatever <laughs> while she's working. And after a while, that would piss me off too. Like, okay. You Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I don't think it was this episode, but maybe a previous, like the last episode, like you see her up working and then you see him like come out of the room and she's like, so what are you going to do today? Yeah, (laughs) right. That, that would, that would bother me. Like, it's one thing to be a creative, but you can still have a plan. Exactly. Like, exactly. Entrepreneurship is great but just have a plan for me or at least let me in on the plan so that I can feel more comfortable about (laughs) it and yeah sorry I didn't really answer your question but to answer I would say 
I would probably be okay with it as long as he was actively looking for something else or actively working on his next thing. Mm. Yeah. And this isn't the first time these experts have done this. There have been a couple other couples where the men didn't have Mm. jobs and Mm. The one I'm thinking about, oh, I can't remember what season it was on, but it was clearly an issue. Like his wife did not respect him <laughs> because he didn't have a job. Um, and like she she was very mean to him. And it was one of those um, kind of like Lindsay scenes, Lindsay in the bowling alley bathroom oh, where she God. just like goes off on this man. Like yeah. you ain't shit. You don't got a job. You can't do this, can't do that. Um, I felt really bad for the guy, but he ended up, I think, marrying one of the, uh, experts. Oh, that was, um, that was the first Boston. Ah. (laughs) Yes. The guy who had like a blonde buzz cut. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was like, and he was like, I think former military. And I feel like he was like, I think he was like trying to get a job, right? Yeah. I think think he was was laid off yes laid off yeah so it was like a bit of a different situation but yeah the woman they paired him with i thought she was a jerk like i did not care for her at all yeah so but i've I've recently i could not think of his name either but i recently looked at his um his instagram and he's still with the the counselor who used to be on the show they're so cute Mm -hmm. they are they it's crazy jessica oh gosh i'm looking at it now her name was molly his name was jonathan oh what is her name yeah dr jessica dr jessica Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're very cute and i think she already had like two kids maybe oh yeah he's right stepped right in there he found love one way or another Mm -hmm. that's kind of crazy that like he signed up for married at first sight and it didn't work out with the woman but it still led him to being married yeah and she was she she was riding for him too she was yeah telling molly about herself <laughs> as she should have <laughs> um i really like steve i feel like steve is maybe like the dad of the crew. <laughs> he's so level-headed he is like he gives good advice and he mentioned uh when the gentlemen had their outing together at that archery place um he gave the advice that you know the men really need to show the women their vulnerable side and he brought up how him and Noy had that whole fight where she was cooking him dinner he kind of criticized her a little bit about uh, some noodles that were overcooked. <laughs> I mean, she she could have looked at it. She could have just peeked her head in at the noodles, though. But I think just so much had been building up that that set her off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like, just make some more noodles. Like, dang. <laughs> she could have checked them, but yeah okay well she she it was apparently the last straw for her and she just walked out didn't even finish dinner just walked out stayed somewhere else wasn't responding to him and he was really like confused and concerned like why did this set you off and they've worked through it but he let the guys know that it wasn't until I showed her how much it hurt me that she realized okay, I can't do this anymore because I don't want to hurt this person. 
in that way ever again. Um, and I thought that was really sweet because I feel like a lot of these men aren't quite being as vulnerable as they could be. Right, right. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he he shared those nuggets with the dudes. Yeah, and then like, so at the same time the guys met up, um, the ladies went to um, a salon for like Manny Petties and Noi was basically saying the same thing. Like mm-hmm. when I came back and he was like, his voice was breaking and he was tearing up. I was like, oh shoot, like this man loves me. And what I did really affected him. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was like they both, I guess, came to that like realization or whatever and yeah so at the beginning of this episode noi i guess it was after um you know they resolved her walking out because of noodle gate and so <laughs> she planned a very cute scavenger hunt for him at the park and i thought it was so cute it's really really thoughtful mm-hmm and as we already mentioned, he then planned the picnic for her at the ocean, which is apparently in Boston. <laughs> and, and he finally told her that he was in love with her. So that was, and he said he wanted to do that because they had uh, reached three weeks in at that point. Mm-hmm. But three days in on the honeymoon, she was telling him that she felt like she was starting to fall in love with him. And he said, that's nice to hear. (laughs) Yeah, that was like, oh, wow. Okay, Steve. Uh, Maybe not the best response. (laughs) Right. And it was just so, and I do feel like Steve's a sweet guy, but he's just kind of like monotone or something. Mm -hmm. So like, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like it almost sounded even worse coming from him. Like, oh, okay. Like, that's cool that's what's up like (laughs) wait so but then like once he kind of explained it at the beach picnic I was like okay it's actually probably better that he like waited till he felt sure and felt Mm -hmm. comfortable to like say that to her and it could really be genuine yeah so even and I mean I'm sure like you know you've known this person for three days it probably did (laughs) probably catch me off guard a little bit too so oh yeah oh yeah yeah um side note i just googled boston it's definitely <laughs> on like the pacific ocean <laughs> wait what a or atlantic, on the pacific. <laughs> atlantic ocean. like that much i know it's definitely on the coast so yeah they got beaches <laughs> okay i thought you had to like drive out to like martha's vineyard or cape cod for the beach no i'm well it's like it looks kind of like a bay it's definitely a bay so that it's a bay beach okay so it's probably like the bay whatever that like sound is feeds into the atlantic ocean maybe yeah it's like okay. you know what's that bit sandy point <laughs> probably nice very nice much nicer than sandy point what? is that the place in maryland yeah okay i still haven't been there oh all hmm. oh, right <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yes i think it's it's so much it means so much more when someone says it of their own volition versus parroting, you know, after you. Like, oh, I love you. Yeah, me too. I love you too. It's kind of like you you want them to to express it in their own way. And he did right. such a great job. He did. He really did. That was a very cute moment. So our next couple is Jasmina and Michael. Uh, we see them trying to work on their communication skills this week. 
and Michael plans a really sweet picnic for Jasmina and her dog, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> so cute. That is. Did I missed, you know, I don't watch the like specials before they get to the marriage. Does she explain why her dog is named after Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World? I don't remember ever hearing that. So oh, okay. I think there might have been one, like the very like if they're like episode one is where they get told they're getting married there's like episode zero where like you get to meet the people like I don't mm-hmm. think I watched that one so maybe she said it there okay well I think the name is really cute and he planned kind of all these boy meets world themed gifts for the dog at the picnic which I thought that was really sweet that he was. was trying to bond with her dog because he knows how much the dog means to her yeah and even she said oh Michael I thought Michael got me a gift and then I realized they were all for Feeney which was even better right but did she act that way I feel like I'm struggling with Jazz Jasmina Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with her a little bit because I feel she's very hard on Michael I think so too like when she I feel like she attacks him for his communication style and you really see it in this episode where he is genuinely trying to communicate with her in a way that makes her feel comfortable Mm -hmm. but it seems like her communication style is like it has to be devoid of all emotion (laughs) like I don't want to see you get passionate about anything (laughs) and I, I feel for him because he's like he's asking her like how teach me help me help me and all she's saying is like calm down yeah and what really made me mad too like when she's saying calm down and then she's like it's it's basic like or like you should know how to be able to hold a basic conversation and he brings up the very good point of like that's subjective like that's based on Mm -hmm. like how you grew up like who you were around all that kind of stuff like please give me specific examples of what you want and that's like that's the most frustrating thing when it's like someone's telling you're doing something wrong but they won't tell you how to fix it or what exactly is like wrong with it right I feel like she doesn't I'm interested to know why this triggers Jasmina because there's clearly like something in her past that I mean, we didn't see it was it happened off camera where they had a disagreement and he supposedly raised his voice at her. Mm-hmm. And she also admitted to raising her voice at him, but she blamed it on him. Like, I wouldn't have gotten there if you hadn't taken me there. And it's oh. like, where's the, where's the personal responsibility? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where's the ownership for your part in all of this? Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like this is one of the first seasons where I feel like the women are really taking what the family and friends say about the other person at the wedding, like as gospel. Mm. (laughs) Like you see it with Alyssa and Chris. I mean, that's a different scenario. She, she twisted and turned it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I, I feel like Jasmine is doing something very similar where it's like the family is just trying to tell you like, this person communicates this way because of X. And rather than experience that person, they automatically just say, 
like have a preconceived notion of mm-hmm. it like that's how you are <laughs> yeah or like keeping that in mind when communicating with them like mm-hmm. okay so this is probably making you feel this way so maybe I could explain this a little differently or have a little extra patience with you or whatever the case may be yeah and I feel like this is my frustration with this season where are the experts? <laughs> I feel like they, in previous <laughs> seasons, they have been much more hands-on in helping these couples overcome these hurdles. And they are like a huge hands-off approach, which I don't, I don't understand at all because I feel like their communication specifically could benefit from like more of Pastor Cow or Dr. Pepper's insight. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when when he came, it, it helped him for like a day or two. And then it went back to yeah. being what it was. So I'm wondering, like, are they talking to the couples in times that we're not seeing? Because it seems like the past, like, at least three seasons, the experts have been much more hands-off. And at first I was like, well, is it because of like COVID? But I don't know, like, I, I, they can still video chat though so I don't think that really changes anything right and in previous seasons like when they have these issues they will reach out to the experts for advice and you'll see them you know talking to them on the phone video chat I feel like none of that is happening or being captured on yeah. camera this season and I don't I don't understand why because I feel like a lot of these couples are like if they just had a little bit of help they could get across that line yeah yeah um yeah I feel like we just see like you know when the couples get married like they love saying on the wedding night like uh you know normal for most couples to expect sex on the wedding night but these couples (laughs) have just met each other today and they I'm like we're 14 seasons in like we we know like you don't have to keep telling us it's in the name (laughs) right right but then like and then they just disappear and we don't see them again for like five more episodes yeah yeah I really I feel bad because I feel like the show is devolving into being more about entertainment than it is like really about the social air quotes experiment of it all yeah and I felt like they kind of maybe peaked like a few seasons ago because like in the very early seasons the couples never met each other Mm -hmm. and so then I think around season five maybe they set up things where um like I think like the guys met and then the ladies met you know before everyone Mm -hmm. got married and then they were able to meet a couple times throughout the season I think that was like one of the smartest things that they did because then it was like you have like a support system yeah um but then they still had that support system plus the experts but now it's like I guess going to like the other side where it's just like okay well y'all better lean on each other because experts ain't here (laughs) right and it's I don't know that that makes me sad for these couples because I mean I guess they're just peeling back the the veil that this is all kind of for your entertainment more than it is for these people to find love especially when you look at the success rate like they do not have a good success rate (laughs) like I would never go on this show because they're like five for a million I don't know it's like really bad (laughs) the odds of people that actually make it on this show 
and long-standing relationships i'm honestly surprised there have been as many or that there are as many couples still together like i Mm. feel like there's at least like 10 plus 10 out of 14 seasons so that's probably out of what at least 40 couples but that's what i'm saying i'm surprised it's that high (laughs) (laughs) like especially these last couple seasons the fact that like anybody has stayed together like that's more of a testament to them than the show i feel like yeah and i'll say like i know you haven't watched love is blind yet but i kind of feel like that format's better because it's like you get to talk to each other Hmm. even though you don't like you still you know you don't see each other to your wedding day but you get to know each other you get to make your own decision and granted you know you're not an expert you could you know fuck up as you could in regular life but I don't know it just feels like it's it's a better way to ease into that kind Mm. of like uh never before seen marriage or whatever (laughs) um whereas yeah married at first sight I feel like it's just kind of turning into drama I mean I'm still eating it up but I'm tuning in but (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad watching (laughs) um that scene where Jasmine is Michael's personal trainer hilarious (laughs) very sweet to the she you know incorporated something that he is passionate about I mean is that his career is he a personal trainer I guess so I did not remember that but yeah I believe so so yeah it was funny that she like oh yeah I'm gonna take her job for a day (laughs) (laughs) that was I want to see more of that Jasmina like that was fun yes and she she was she asked more probing questions and he details the story of his brother being killed, which oh child, I was, was I was tearing up on that. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it made me think, like, does Jasmina really create enough space for Michael to be vulnerable? We see it in this moment, but even while he's telling her her his story and he's very clearly getting emotional she still seemed very emotionless until you see her talk about it in her confessional and she starts to tear up and choke up but it's like why why not show kind of that same vulnerability with him like I get it wanting to be strong for another person but I felt like that would have been probably a good place for them both to be emotional and vulnerable with each other yeah that's a good point I I think I took it as probably her trying to be strong for him like oh you can lean on me right now and I was very glad like when she scooted in closer to him Mm -hmm. um you know it was like wiping his tears away and like you know it's okay take your time you know whatever so I felt like she did a good job of being supportive but um you know I don't maybe maybe just kind of hit her later you know mm-hmm. when she was like I guess thinking about it and talking about it in her like private interview yeah um, but I don't like seeing that moment like that made me have a lot more or be a lot more hopeful that they'll make it that you know she'll but I, I definitely agree with you I think a big part of it is she's been so on him about you know tone and all that kind of stuff like yeah like he's probably not feeling like emotionally safe to like yeah I would not like I feel like she judges him a lot and for me like I that would not 
put me in a space of wanting to be vulnerable. I mean, any, I think anyone would have that reaction. Like, yeah, how, how can I, I would be afraid that you would judge me <laughs> in some way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I hope they can, you know, have more, more moments like that where they're able to open up to each other and, you know, maybe even talk to an expert about it. If the experts have some spare time. <laughs> <They ever show laughs> <up>. right. <laughs> so our next couple is Lindsay and Mark, AKA Mark the shark. So, <laughs> I like Mark. I'm so, I thought Mark was going to get on my nerves. Like when, uh, in the very first episode, uh-huh. he was just like, yeah, I'm Mark the shark. And I like hanging out with my guys. I was like, oh my, like, it's just like a frat bro. <laughs> he ended up being like the sweetest guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, again, we have, um, his wife, Lindsay, who has really, as you already mentioned, talking talking to him and about him pretty crazy mm-hmm. uh, the last episode all the couples went bowling and she kind of had an issue with one of the other wives uh, Katina who we're going to talk about next and Mark was basically like you know relax like we don't need to have that energy like let's just have a good time you and me mm-hmm. and also was, not the first time he has brought this up to her <laughs> right not at all so she goes off into the bathroom and she's just like, oh, like I can't stand him. And he only makes 60,000 and, <laughs> and talking so loudly that like everyone could hear it outside mm-hmm. of the bathroom stall. So who do you think was more wrong in the bowling alley episode? Was it Mark or was it Lindsay? Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even a question? <laughs> you disagree? I feel like I can kind of understand in that maybe he shouldn't have checked her in that moment. Like, let's save this for the car. But I feel like he was trying to make sure it didn't escalate to where I guess it escalated like on the honeymoon where they had Mm -hmm. to go in a different shuttle from everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think I have a little bit of sympathy for her in that. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to expand my mind. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Lindsay fan. I, I okay. felt for her a little bit in this episode, but I feel I'm putting myself in her shoes. Like she was probably like really embarrassed and that he checked her. I mean, not necessarily like in front of everybody, but like while the cameras are on, like, damn, like, let me live. <laughs> a little bit check me in the car right home let her live with causing drama and making it uncomfortable (laughs) for all the other what eight people there i'm just saying i can see her side a little bit did it warrant the way she went off on him and completely like destroyed his manhood no i still think she is in the wrong but i can understand why that might have like set her off okay okay I I guess I could see that a little bit but again if this had, and I think if this had been the very first time Lindsay had done something like this I would probably even be more like damn Mark like okay relax like it wasn't that serious but I just feel like he's like oh fuck I know where this is about to go yeah and I I Mark is in the right for sure yeah I think you know Lindsay is one of 
of those people that she could potentially put him in harm's way with the way she flies off exactly. <laughs> at the handle. Yeah. Like him having to defend her. But I mean, sadly, this is who she is. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to change. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like Lindsay really needs to go to therapy. Yeah. Because like, like she, you can't live life like this. Yeah. She's one of those people that like, being a lot is like a badge of honor to her and like yes. it's her personality deal with it and it's just like mm, well what if I don't want to deal with it <laughs> Katina don't want to deal with it <laughs> Katina is done like one thing and Katina's like nope <laughs> yep, not 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 full of her no more yeah <laughs> she crossed off the list <laughs> I'll say very quickly back to the when all the ladies met the nail salon. I was like, oh god! Like any anytime they're in the same room, I'm like, oh no. Yes, but I was proud. I was proud of my girl Katina. She she yeah. was still able to, and she said this like, I mean, I like her, but like I can be cordial. We can have conversation. Blah blah blah. Just don't come at me sideways. <laughs> well, yeah, and I wasn't really. I was more worried about how Lindsay would act and Katina would react. Mm. But I think since Lindsay was, you know doing okay and not over talking people everybody had a good time so i was yeah. relieved to see that yeah this episode Lindsay was definitely much more subdued than she's been on every other episode prior to yeah. and i think it's you know she probably feels like her spirit's being <laughs> tramped on a little bit but <laughs> i'm kind of like this is refreshing it was yeah i'm like oh, okay i kind of like this Lindsay. like <laughs> she's making good points like okay <laughs> well yeah so back to um her and mark so the day after the bowling alley uh they're having dinner and she's being very short of him he's like how was your day or what'd you do today and she's like work okay how was it good first of all at that dinner did you see how much salt he put on his food <laughs> i was i was generally yeah. concerned like you haven't even tasted it yet you oh my gosh yeah i'm like Have baby what's that pressure. blood pressure looking like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's like i mean i like seasoning but good gosh <laughs> but yeah super short with him um and then i think finally he was like oh, okay that's good and then it was silent she was like how was your day or how was work or whatever <laughs> he's like yeah it was good and then you know they finally got into the the elephant in the room about what happened the night before and Lindsay was basically like I feel unappreciated and uncared for but then like Mark tried to like share his feelings I feel like in a very respectful way and Mm -hmm. she was she just immediately got defensive and like what you're saying about Jasmina and like taking accountability for her part in it I don't feel like Lindsay can do that at all yeah i mean mark said it you have no awareness for how you affect me like the things that you say and the things that you do like i found it interesting when she was like i put you first and now i'm about to put me first and i'm like this is you putting him first (laughs) (laughs) right i would hate to see otherwise (laughs) what does second look like (laughs) and she said she was um I guess a couple of weeks ago, she was like, I was 99% in and now I'm only 1% in. Yeah, I, I did feel for her a little bit because she was saying like, from jump, I gave you 100%. And I mm. feel like you've been like ratcheting down 
Like you gave me a hundred percent and now you're like at 75, which is a really like, that's a horrible feeling to feel that someone is not liking you the more they get to know you. It is, <laughs> damn, <laughs> I didn't expect you to put it like that. <laughs> right, like that sucks, that sucks. But I also feel like Lindsay has to take a little bit of a look at herself and be like, okay, well, what could maybe be some of the reasons that Mark is ratcheting down? Like, <laughs> could it have anything to do with me? Yeah. But it's like, you you also want someone who's gonna love you for who you are, flaws and all. And I know that's not, you know, that's the ideal scenario. Beyonce. <laughs> that's the ideal scenario. But, but I mean, she's a lot. She's a lot. She's very much a lot. But I felt some empathy for her this episode, especially when she said, what do you actually like about me? Because I feel like it's nothing. <sighs> yeah, that was rough. And I feel like this episode, I feel like Mark talked in circles a lot without really saying a whole lot, especially at the, that sushi dinner. Um, he mm. just, and maybe it's the editing, but he didn't really say a whole lot of substance. But she, she still ate it up and loved it. But <laughs> I, felt, I felt just a tinge of empathy for Lindsay this episode. Mm, okay okay not not saying that like I don't want to say anybody is hard to love but you want someone who's going to be like accepting of you and you know try to work with you and I do think Mark is but I think it's him pulling back that she is really responding to and she's hurt by that she's hurt by that and I think it's hard too because like I mean, I do feel like Lindsay has done some nice things for Mark, like being on the honeymoon, him finding out his apartment's infested with bed bugs. And she didn't even think she's like, okay, well, you moving in with me. Like when we get back, we don't take care of this stuff. I'm gonna mm-hmm. help you get your stuff out. Like, don't even worry about that right now. And I, I think like you can acknowledge like a person has done a lot of great things, but that all that doesn't absolve them of. <laughs> you know, like the, the negative things they've done or like, yeah, I don't think she apologized for, or at least we didn't see her apologize for the stuff she was saying about him when no. she went to the bathroom. No. And I'm like, did he not hear? Cause I feel like that should have been a way bigger discussion. Yeah. Cause when he was sitting on the stairs with Chris, he was like, oh, is that her? So maybe he couldn't make out the words, but mm-hmm. he could hear that she was yelling. So I assumed he had heard everything she said, but maybe not. But I, I feel like, cause you can be like, you know, like I'm really pissed. Like that's disrespectful. I don't like that he's trying to check me without going for the jugular. Cause I've, there's some things you just can't walk back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also feel like she wants a lot of credit for what she's doing to help him. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like that, that seems a little weird to me. Like are you doing it only because you want the praise or are you doing it because you genuinely care about this person? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can't like do a good deed and be like, all right, like, where's my acknowledgement? That's right. not how it works. And I think it's weird. Like, why does she keep bringing up that his life is in chaos? And he clearly disagrees. <laughs> <that his life laughs> isn't as chaotic as she thinks. Right. 
Right. And maybe maybe that's like Mark's trauma. Like it's very clear that Mark has some some issues with women based yeah. on like his relationship with his mom. But I just I just wonder, is there something we're not seeing that she keeps saying, oh, your life is so chaotic. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, like because his room was like a little messy. Like I don't, I, don't I mean, really... he did have big. I mean, I guess the bed bugs thing that would set me off a little bit too. I would. Yeah, but, but I mean, bed bugs doesn't like that's not a dirty thing. That you know they can come in through um, light or not light switches. Uh, you know, sockets on the wall and all. You yeah. Know? So that's yeah. not. It sucks, but that's not really a reflection on him. But I'm glad you brought up his mom because she has her own mom issues too. Yeah. And I totally forgot at the bowling alley when he was like, you know, I guess I can't deal with this right now and walked off. And she was like, well, call your mom and see if she'll let you in or let you come stay tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Wow. I, and I know he heard that. So. Yeah. But I think she was referring to his landlord mom, <laughs> like the, oh. the lady that acts like his mom. But still, like, implying that he has, like, mommy issues and mm. he's a mama's boy. Yeah, either way, way, fucked up. Yes, yes. Um, so later when they were, you know, playing that question game or whatever that the producers left for all the couples, Mark was saying that basically, like, if he's dating someone and it isn't really working, he might, like, go back to next oh. where it felt more comfortable. <laughs> oh. That was not good. That was not good. And Lindsay saw that as like a big red flag. Um, Would you? I mean, I guess it depends on like how many times have you done this? Well, I think she summed it up. She said, you only love someone after they've rejected you. And I feel like that that ties into his mommy issues, probably. Mm. That could be very true. That yeah. He is like trauma bonded to people through that rejection. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I was like, damn, she, yeah, yeah. Mm. Damn. Okay. Well, points were made, Lindsay. She hit the nail on the head on that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I would definitely be concerned about that as well. Like you're, you want to go back to your ex now that you see it's the grass ain't so green over here. Right. Yeah, I must have been taking notes because I <laughs> kind of missed that part. <laughs> Damn. Okay, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I was going to ask, would you ever consider going back to an ex if you were completely single and the ex was completely single? It depends on the ex. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I feel like I, I have done that in my life and it has not worked out, like doubling back on people yeah. and it it never works out because it didn't work out for a reason the first time mm, okay okay what about you uh yeah I've, I've done it once once I think it was like you know first love situation mm-hmm. um very young like college the you know couple years after graduation um that absolutely a mistake but (laughs) um but yeah I don't I don't know I think it would definitely you know maybe if it had been some years and you really see some maturity or whatever in the person maybe Mm. but yeah I, I I think it's always a bad idea to go back to someone too quickly because I feel like all the same problems are still going to be there there's been no time for anybody to like change or reflect or whatever 
Yeah. I mean, I, I had an ex or we did it on three separate occasions, years in between each. And no, <laughs> it was, every time was bad. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad y'all finally let that go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, the last thing I was going to say about Mark and Lindsay. Um, so they planned cute dates for each other, Lindsay took him to the batting cages, and, you know, uh-huh. they did go-karts and other stuff. And that was really cool because Mark played baseball all through growing up. He loves baseball. So very thoughtful. Um, and then like Lindsay loves sushi, loves going to sushi restaurants. So Mark took her out to the sushi place. <laughs> this, so he had never had sushi before. <laughs> And if I remember correctly, when they did the housewarming parties with their friends, he had never had tacos before. Wasn't that him? He, yes, he seems like a very um, picky eater that only like eats. He's one of those people that orders the same thing no matter what restaurant he goes to, like chicken tenders (laughs) or burger. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was just like, how have you, like, I'm, I'm quite surprised that someone has never had any kind of sushi especially living in a big city mm-hmm. but like to never have had a taco <laughs> what like, like what have you been eating exactly like there's fuck, there's taco bell like it's like even if it's not a good taco like how have you never had any kind of taco like that that makes that's like saying you've never had a burger like that makes no sense right wow (laughs) yeah you're sheltered (laughs) oh my god yes yeah but the way he was so stressed out at that sushi restaurant like (laughs) legit fish out of water (laughs) yeah he was just like this fish belongs back in the ocean (laughs) that was funny (laughs) back with its family Lindsay's outfits tripped me out. <laughs> when she showed up to that bowling alley with some yoga pants and like a business casual blouse on. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Oh my God. What oh are we doing? <laughs> and similar to the batting cage, she had kind of like a, a, a satiny... <laughs> blouse you might wear under a blazer (laughs) with some shorts and tennis shoes (laughs) it just it tickles me seeing her outfits (laughs) oh my gosh i'm gonna have to pay closer attention to her outfits but these are these are ringing a bell like i could kind of picture these in my head she loves a business casual blouse (laughs) with a casual bottom Oh my God, that's like, um, have you been seeing those like TikToks and stuff of like people being like, why did they have us dressing business casual to go to the club? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like, what was that? Like like 2009 to like 2014, maybe? Oh, I would say like 2004. I, I can vividly remember my first like club outfit that I wore in college and it was definitely like a business casual blouse (laughs) business casual bottoms (laughs) nothing like sexy in today's terms like I think I was showing shoulder (laughs) that was about it give it a little flash dance shoulder and showing some toe (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my when i saw those videos i was cracking up because i i think it was like 2011 homecoming mm-hmm. i wore like a blouse that i had absolutely worn to work before <laughs> and a skirt and a red blazer <laughs> tell me anything and like i remember people were like okay now that was that was cute back then that was cute that was sexy oh my god a red blazer that was that was a that was a huge accessory that was yeah (laughs) (laughs) and maybe she's just still stuck in that i don't know oh gosh bless her heart (laughs) it tickles me i live to see what she's wearing I'm going to have to pay closer attention now. (laughs) Now, this is the first episode. There's no Alyssa and Chris because they decided to get divorced. Oh, I am just, I am so happy for the young King Chris for knowing his (laughs) worth. (laughs) Yes. And deciding to divorce this horrible woman. Oh my God. I'm such a good person. I'm (laughs) such a good person. (laughs) This is so horrible. (laughs) Like she spent the whole show crying. And and saying how good of a person she was, (laughs) which that's not usually what good people do. (laughs) (laughs) like actions not words boo right and i remember on the honeymoon she said if you guys edit this to make me look like i'm not a good person i'm gonna be so pissed i'm like the fact that you're even thinking about that come on (laughs) you know you're an asshole you and her mom even brought it up so it's like everybody probably in your life knows you ain't shit (laughs) and they're telling you to get yourself together so you don't look bad on tv (laughs) right Right. jump cut to her saying does he have to come over here i hate him Ugh. Ugh. Right. look how he's holding his hands look how he's do- <laughs> the man couldn't do anything <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing and then what killed me was like when they met with i think pastor cow and mm-hmm. and he was like uh you know today is my decision day and i want a mm-hmm. divorce and Alyssa was up here crying like I just he didn't even he didn't even try and you know I've 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 only been trying oh yeah because Chris was like you know I just don't feel like you're really putting in effort she was like I have been trying I'm still here and then and then editing showed that scene where she was like oh can you tell him not to come over here yes, yes. like girl we we're watching you we are watching you right like, you're mic'd up right now we can hear you <laughs> and of course they're gonna show us this shit (laughs) she bothered me so much because she kept like i'm here aren't i i'm here aren't i and it's like girl there's a difference between like being physically here and being present (laughs) like you're not present exactly in this moment at all and you wrote this man off the minute you saw him yeah and it's like if she would have just been honest and just been like I'm just not really attracted to him and like I don't know if I can get over this but it turned into like oh like I I, he his friends told me that he can like mansplain and a friend of a friend told me that their cousin saw on his Facebook that he wrote to from the police it was all this like hearsay know how much respect I have for first responders oh my god (laughs) oh my god oh, yeah and i'm just like you <laughs> you didn't even give this man a chance to have 
one conversation with you none she could never articulate what her issue was it was always like I'll tell you later (laughs) yes I I just I can't talk about it right now right I'm just so I'm just so overwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) but then when she like her exit she's like you know I'm probably just gonna move to Texas and marry a cowboy and I'm like thank you let Texas do with your ass (laughs) bye I said the same thing I was like please do (laughs) hey that's exactly what you need I was like, can you even be a country girl in Boston? Like those two things just don't, they don't align. I feel like that Venn diagram just, they don't come together. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Boston's kind of. But it's a a major city. It's a metropolitan. Yeah, but I mean, so is Dallas. Yeah, but it's Texas, you know? Like Texas is known for cowboys and uh, boots I'm, and I'm gonna be honest I, I would take Houston over Boston Oof. well I don't know I've never been to Boston so I actually don't know I've been to Houston it's hot as hell <laughs> well I've heard they call uh black people Mondays in Boston because nobody likes Mondays oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> shit in 2022 they call them good god i mean i assume it's still probably in some pockets but uh yeah i had a friend um from unc and i remember she was like i can't wait to get out the south like i just feel like it's so racist here and um she she had grown up in south carolina um and she had got a job in boss and I, i told her i was like you know there's racism everywhere and she was like yeah but not like not like in the south and then she got a job mm. in boston i was like boston of all the <laughs> of all the places in the northeast you could have went and then she got to boston and yeah ended up hated it moved back to uh she moved to raleigh or mm. somewhere in the triangle and and she was like uh oh i'm so glad to be back in the south and i i'm not the kind of person to be like i told you so but in my head i was like that's what i tried to tell your ass i mean honestly the racist incidents that I've experienced in my life had been in the North, not the South. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. I have a friend uh, who went to UNC, but she's from Brooklyn. And she said the first time she got called the N word was in Rochester, New York. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, mm. <laughs> back, to, mm. back to the show. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the last couple. Yes. Uh, Katina and Elijah Wan. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say he is my least favorite man on the show hands down I was like I was team him until this maybe I thought he was okay like he clearly was very flawed and understatement (laughs) but I felt like he was definitely trying to be better but now I'm like oh he's a full-blown narcissist yeah (laughs) full-blown narcissist like I, I had a nightmare after I saw this episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> about him? Yes. <laughs> about. <laughs> I mean, narcissists are very triggering for me. I have unfortunately dated a lot. So I, I identify very heavily with Katina. Oh, okay. And in my dream, like some my subconscious like clearly identified with Katina so in the dream like sometimes I would be Katina and sometimes I would be myself but either way I was on the show I was married to him and she and I were both like trying to get away from him and he was 
like kind of being violent and very scary in the dream and like I, I don't know where it came from but I was just oh like oh my god oh <laughs> like I hate him now holy shit Cam. god mind wow. you I watched the show like right before I went to bed so it was very fresh on my mind but I, I had like a whole nightmare about it Oh my god. I mean, I watch like some violent stuff sometimes where I go to sleep and I rarely have nightmares. So the fact that like married at first sight <laughs> gave you a nightmare like this is man, I'm very sorry to hear that. I know. Wow. And he he's not even violent on the show, but he was just like in this dream, he was yeah. very like intimidating. Um wow. but my, my my heart goes out to Katina. Like Ugh, Elijah Wan sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. Like he clearly love bombed her in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now he is like ripping her apart limb from limb. <laughs> yeah. Like really breaking her spirit and making her, like, I think he said one time, I don't know if she's like enough of a woman to be my wife. Right. And if I recall, like, is this his first, like, serious relationship? <laughs> I don't think so. I know it's the first of a Black woman, but I think maybe he's <laughs> had other relationships. Hmm. I just, I find men that, like him, mm. they tend to have this idea of a woman and the role they want her to play, and they have like impossibly high standards yes. that honestly they have no experience in real love and relationship they just like this is what I want this is what I think I need versus mm-hmm. like in practice this has been my experience and this is truly what I need to like be a better person I just right. <sighs> what, are, what are your thoughts I just, <laughs> so yeah, so I just to reiterate what you said, I I don't feel like Elijah Wan in real life is would be a physically violent person toward his partner at all. Like I don't get those vibes from him. But the I feel like verbally abusive, absolutely. And then to hear emotionally, Katina, yes, emotionally, yes. Thank you. And then to hear that Katina had you know had some experience mm-hmm. like that before with an ex. Like, it makes me really sad that she's paired with someone who she's not married to and she's trying to make it work. And I just feel like he's so, he's so unbending that it does border on controlling. Mm -hmm. And I wish that she would push back. And I think we're starting to see it now. Um, Because like at the end of the episode, she was like, I need a minute. So I think, you know, we're going to start seeing it. But like, even just with the cooking stuff, like just because like you want home cooked meals, every night like that's cute but like that's not, that's not realistic especially like this is a girl who said like she doesn't like to cook all that much right so right. it's like if you want to cook like then you know maybe y'all can switch off but like even for, like sometimes like i want food from out and like <laughs> like you know, i want to order uber eats every day that's not realistic like it's just like you can, even though you want something doesn't mean you can have it As, and especially when it involves another person like that's just not at all fair to Katina I think it it goes to like free will and obligation like he feels that because she's working from home she should be able to like clean up the house cook him a meal <laughs> yeah and it's like 
I understand this is like a want in your list, but that's not who you married. You married yeah. someone who that's not her skill set. Like, give her a chance to get to that point. Like, I think it's a difference. Like, if I know you like home cooked meals, and because I care about you, I make you a meal. Yeah. Out of the goodness of my heart, or I surprise you with a good home cooked meal versus it feeling like an obligation or a prison sentence. Like I have to do this because this mm-hmm. nigga will berate me if I don't. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes me so sad. Like, um, cause this is something that's going to turn into resentment after a while. <laughs> and like, even like she went to the grocery store, um, and she was like, I'm out here shopping. I just hope like when I come back, he doesn't tell me like I didn't buy enough food or <laughs> what, like you went, gro- and then his ass needs to go grocery shopping. So he can get whatever the fuck he wants. And then that was like, um, a couple episodes ago, he was talking to his best friend and he was like well you know like she like the first time she was at the grocery store like she's used to living by herself and shopping for herself so she said bring back enough food and his friend was like that's your complaint <laughs> that's, right. like, that's like the one thing you can say about this woman and so as i mentioned um the couples had like these questions uh from the show that were all about love and you know whatever and so one of the questions was like, I think it was like, are you falling in love or do you feel in love or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, um, and Olajuwon was like, okay, you go first. And Katina said, <laughs> right, which I was like, well, that's the setup. And, right. <laughs> and then Katina said, I, what did she say? Like, I'm, I think it's, it's starting or. She's, she's, I could see she it could see it. it. She could yeah. see it getting there. She could see it. Elijah Wan says love is not on the table and part of that reason mm. was mm-hmm. because standards are not being met mm. and I was like who the fuck are you exactly like, he's treating this relationship like he's like a fucking like d1 or like professional <laughs> like sports coach like this is a marriage like these like she Katina's not trying to stay on scholarship <laughs> like what and what standards are you meeting like I'm hearing all about like (laughs) I'm hearing all about like I don't know if I'm going to stay with her if my if you know she can't meet what I'm expecting like what my definition of a wife is I'm like what about what she wants are you meeting any of her needs right you don't need a wife you need a personal chef that's clearly what you want (laughs) actually that is literally what he needs yeah like (laughs) I thought the same thing when he talked about standards and expectations expectations i was like i hope she's she's uh imposing some standards and expectations on him because he's so like he has no empathy when he when no. he accused her of being emotionless because she didn't cry at the wedding nigga you cried at the wedding because you were scared you were afraid not mm-hmm. because you were like overwhelmed with like love and emotion you were afraid right and and she told you why she is the way it's literally because of her past trauma and he he gave her like sport platitudes like you should never let anybody like dictate who you are like go get them and stay in the oh game. my <sighs> yes i was just like what an asshole <laughs> like, what an asshole yes that that pissed me off so much i'm like this is the moment where she's opening up to you about you know very serious trauma from a past relationship instead of being like damn like i'm so sorry like he didn't deserve you right he's like oh don't let nobody change how you see yourself like what the fuck and this was like jasmina did way better at comforting like all, all 
all he had to do was like rub her back and be like oh babe i'm sorry that's all you had to do but this fucking idiot like can't even do that and then the other thing that pissed me off he said he felt like he was babying her and i'm like just because certain stuff is important to you like that that doesn't make it universal and that also doesn't mean that she cannot function as an adult just because she doesn't care about that same shit like she was fine before she met you the 30 years she's been on this earth she did fine until she met you and like right. when he brought up like her student loans and like buying a house i'm like oh right. like do you know how difficult it is yeah. to pay off student loans right. like most americans have not paid off their student loans and will be paying them unless something changes politically right. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed like, right like most people that is like standard debt unfortunately that many people who go to college or have some type of higher education have and you're chastising her for that that she hasn't bought a house in boston a major metropolitan that i'm sure is not cheap right yeah yeah like he legit paints her out to be lazy (laughs) yes yes and i i just don't he 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 grants her no grace no grace whatsoever he is such a tough critic yeah yeah and like (laughs) without like being perfect himself right i just i'm mad at the experts like he's a narcissist how did y'all miss this how did you miss this (laughs) yeah and there have been like a couple people where i was like okay i see how they could have slipped through like maybe you wouldn't have seen in the interview but like elijah Wong is exactly like this <laughs> when like they when like the first episode when they were showing the people who were going to get married so i'm like mm. he wasn't hiding anything and y'all were like yeah he should be on here <laughs> yeah he should be paired with the woman who has a history of dating narcissists probably <laughs> right like right. this does not seem like a good healthy match and her breaking down at that the cooking class i'm just like oh god please save her y'all come in save her and then also fuck him for for like choosing date night or making date night a cooking class <laughs> like it's like you already put all this pressure on this woman to cook and they're like oh let's go cook for quote-unquote fun and then he was like um like oh you think this is something that like you could recreate at home like it's like he's trying to make everything into like a lesson and Mm -hmm. like everything doesn't need to be a teachable moment (laughs) you're you're not her parent right you're not at all I I do understand like I I felt like he was imposing like you have to be a good chef right now (laughs) like there's no learning curve you have to be a chef right now so initially I was like okay maybe he's actually trying to like teach her what he wants and maybe that's not a bad thing but his reaction to it like I mean this is the best meal you've made for me yet like (laughs) (laughs) do you want me to cook for you or not now I have to be like uh Julia Child (laughs) right right I can't cook. Sorry. Sorry. You yeah. might have to do all the cooking in this relationship or give me some time to learn how to cook. Or let's order from a restaurant with professionals. <laughs> we don't have to have a home cooked meal every fucking day. Right. And even when he brought up the cleaning, 
where he was like, you know, and I grew oh up, like, you don't go to, you don't go to bed, like with the house dirty. I was like, is this the African in him coming out? Cause I just <laughs> <laughs> like, just because you grew up that, this way doesn't mean that's how she grew up. Yeah, he was acting like she just left the house dirty and like roach infested for like weeks at a time. She was like, I'm tired. Let's handle this in the morning. Yes. Like that's if you were that press about it, then you can clean up, but don't act like she just like left you hanging and was like, I'm not doing shit. That's on you, bro. Right. And he keeps saying, like, she's not giving effort. Like she's not putting in what I'm putting in. What are you putting what in? You, right. Besides <laughs> criticizing her constantly. Right. You clean. Okay. <laughs> you cook okay yeah <laughs> but like what about the other like the emotional side of being a husband yeah exactly I really hope she leaves him like even like I, I would leave before um you know the eight weeks is up <laughs> but like <laughs> at, like at worst like I really hope she says no on decision day like this seems like I mean, I definitely don't think it would last forever, but I just feel like she will be miserable the entire time she is with him. Yes, this is not a good match. This is not a good match because he has he has no awareness of how he is. Mm -mm. So, Uh, what couples do you think are going to make it? Clearly, not Katina and Elijah. I they're 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 the one couple I am hoping will not make it. Like, I just I want better for Katina yeah uh I agree with you I think Noy and Steve probably have like the best chance and I have my fingers crossed for Jasmina and Michael that you know especially like Jasmina will open up a little bit more with him mm-hmm. and um I'm like I mean if Lindsay and Mark make it I would be I would be glad if they make it because I feel like they there's yeah. like love there and like yeah, they, they're cute they, they like yeah when they're having a good time like they are very cute together so yeah i mean you know if they could <laughs> talk to ne- if somebody could talk to an expert <laughs> um, <laughs> if the experts don't mind coming around uh you know maybe they could work through some things or you know just hire someone on their own um then i would have hope for um Lindsay and mark and jasmina and michael mm-hmm. what about you Similar. I definitely think Noy and Steve will probably make it if Steve has a plan for a job. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, I think Jasmine and Michael have a lot of potential if Jasmine would just ease up a little bit and yeah. let go a little bit. Um, I think Lindsay and Mark are cute together. And I I wish that Katina would walk away from Elijah. Oof, I really that is not. It's not good. It's not healthy at all Mm-mm. for her. Not he at needs all. to be alone. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So did you see the preview for next week? No. What happened? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, we just said we had hope for Jasmine and Lindsay, uh, but uh, they're going in <laughs> on their <gasps> husband. So <sighs> Jasmina says, my vagina doesn't get wet for you. and Lindsay said said, I thought he could handle me but apparently not and she meant that in a sexual way so um yeah so they are really (laughs) (laughs) my gosh wow right right so 
yeah so i <laughs> there was very little context besides that but it is not looking good for the fellas next week <laughs> oh poor mark and michael oh yeah yeah i i hate that these women are making me like be on the men's side <laughs> I, right right <laughs> I'm like, is it the editing? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, regardless of gender, sometimes people just are rude as fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, just, yeah. I And I just feel like, I mean, I feel like we've seen Lindsay be very rude, but I was, I was pretty surprised Jamina, or Jamina, I was pretty surprised Jasmina put it <laughs> in those, like that in depth. <laughs> of detail like well she was like you know, i'm just not like turned on by you i'm not even that would have been tough but like god dang like yeah yeah so, i feel like this is the first season where like people aren't sleeping together <laughs> and i feel like previous yeah. ones like people they'll cross that that threshold yeah well i think i know Lindsay and mark have i think um pretty sure steve and noy have Okay, yeah, I don't know if they did on the honeymoon. They probably have now. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have. Because um, in her, um, for in the next episode, Noi says something like, we should have sex in public. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I thought Jasmina and Michael had, but maybe not. No. Have they not? They haven't admitted it. Okay. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I think her and Katina have both been like, no i'm waiting for an emotional connection although katina said it's more on elijah one i think she said this episode or maybe the last it one. was uh, yeah it was like last episode i forgot about that because yeah so then people were kind of like well like elijah one, like are you attracted to her like is that the problem right so yeah but yeah we we shall see uh on wednesday Whew, a doozy, a yeah. doozy. <laughs> so Mal, what do you have your eyes on this week? So Killing Eve has come back for its final season. Hmm. Um, I think it might've actually came back a couple of weeks ago, maybe. I haven't had a chance to watch any of it yet, um, but I am very excited about that. But of course, sad that it's the final season because I really love that show. Um, so I'm going to be putting my eyes on that. Uh, one of our faves, actually a show that you put me on to, Love After Lockup, is back <laughs> for a new season. <laughs> so the first episode aired on Friday. Um, it's all new people except for one couple who is carrying over from Love During Lockup. So like the first episode, it was pretty boring, honestly, but I'm sure mm-hmm. the mess is going to start once the... Uh, uh the jailed lovers get out and <laughs> we see what happens with that uh west side story the spielberg version is now streaming on hbo max and disney yeah i saw that yeah so uh again west side story the original is one of my favorite movies so i am going to apprehensively <laughs> watch this one <laughs> and yeah we shall see and over on Bravo, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is in reunion season. So uh, we've already had um, 
the first two and then the uh, third and final part of the reunion will come on on Sunday so far it's been pretty good like Lisa is just falling apart like Yes, but also I I find it hard to believe because it's like she's being so dramatic, but I'm not seeing tears. Actually, a lot of these women, I'm not seeing tears. Like they're like their face is showing <laughs> that they're crying, right. but tears aren't really coming out. Well, with Lisa especially, I feel like sometimes she just starts making that crying face when everyone starts getting on her and she wants a way out of it. So I never really believed she was crying, uh, at least not every time. But uh, yeah, she said some pretty terrible things about Meredith. So uh, I'm kind of in, it it was sad though, seeing Meredith, like she had just watched uh lisa saying she was like a whore and slept with half in new york and all this real all these really terrible things like 48 hours before they went to take the reunion so like this is fresh for her so i felt bad for her um but i'm kind of glad that lisa is getting called out on her bs okay and uh premiering after uh part two of the um of the salt lake reunion so by the time this airs the first episode will probably come on but uh candy and the gang starring candy burris from real housewives of atlanta and escape and her husband todd tucker um as you all probably know opened the old lady gang which is based around candy's mom and um her aunt her two aunts so Candy and the gang is kind of like, uh, I guess, a Vanderpump Rules for old lady gang. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got into Vanderpump Rules. It just mm-hmm. never seemed interesting to me, but I'm all about this Atlanta drama. So <laughs> I will be tuning in for that. I just saw the clip of, uh, <laughs> is Candy talking to all the aunts individually about what they thought about the <laughs> restaurant? Yes. <laughs> or maybe the manager? I think, and uh, Aunt Nora and Aunt Bertha were just, they're, they're so precious and so honest. I don't know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them was talking about, I'll, I'll throw somebody over a fence or something. <laughs> yeah. was like, you're over 80. <laughs> and she was like, I know, but still. Ooh, I know they were a handful in their heyday. Oh, cool. Ooh, could you imagine? Mm. hell on wheels (laughs) Mm. so what do you have your eyes on cam um this week what do i have my eyes on i need to get caught up on 90 day fiance i am uh i feel so bad for my man uh his girl's name jimena i can't remember his name Mike from New York yes sweet little Mike just (laughs) oh she's just walking all over him he's just like I'll do anything anything you say (laughs) well it it seems like he's drawing you haven't caught up yet but he's drawing the line at one thing and I won't spoil it yeah good good for him because I'm I'm about tired of her treating him poorly (laughs) yeah um and then I need to, I guess, find out what happens with Gino and uh, that crazy lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah, I can't think of, it's not Jennifer. No. I can't think of her name either. 
I don't know. Jazz? Yasmin? Yeah. 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 I feel Maybe. like it's an Asmin. <laughs> yes, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. Um. Oh, and uh, what's that? mahogany and that former pastor dude? Chow. Why are you still there, sir? Walk away. <laughs> Walk away. I'm like, why are you trying to talk to a 24 year old who's clearly lying to you? Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> that airbnb (laughs) okay so you did see that i saw that okay i saw part of that episode and i was just like you know like first of all the nerd you know this isn't your house but you're gonna give a tour like it is (laughs) (laughs) and she was like uh this is the the guest room of bunk beds and he was like bunk beds and she's like yeah you know if if two people want (laughs) to stay after a party it's like girl this is so clearly an airbnb <laughs> i just ooh, that would make me like she a sociopath like what is going on <laughs> but what killed me though because you heard uh she lied about her age right <laughs> yes but then he was like you're 22 and i'm like you thought she was 24 is this really th- like you're like 52 is this really this much of a difference right it's still weird exactly <laughs> give or take two years <laughs> right <laughs> it would still be weird if she was 26 <laughs> um what else am i watching uh, rupaul's drag race you know i'm always watching that i'm looking forward to uh on the american version uh snatch game finally oh, that's finally. coming up this week and the i think they're saying this is like spoiler no one got eliminated this week on drag race and this is maybe like the third or fourth episode where no one has gone home yeah because just like two episodes ago they did like an acting challenge and then they did like the all-star thing of like the two top queens mm-hmm. of the week lip synced mm-hmm. yeah and then you know they let diabetes and Orion's oh, story go home yeah. and then brought them back yeah oh, oh diabetes on my last nerve side note child i'm hoping she bombs the snatch game because i want Me her too. to go <laughs> she has such a bad attitude right just rude for no reason um so watching that and then the uk versus the world really it's uk versus usa because they're the only two countries still in it they're down <laughs> to the top four and i'm rooting for my girl mo hart or formerly Monique Hart. Mm. Uh, she's in the top four. And she's been killing it this season. Her fashions have been top tier. Top tier. Nobody's touching her in the fashion department. Um, This is not new. But it's a documentary that I started. And I want to finish. It's called No-No. A documentary. <laughs> and it's. I think it came out in 2014. And. It is about this baseball player named Doc Ellis, who hit, he was a pitcher and he pitched a no hitter while high on LSD. Holy shit. (laughs) Right. How how do you do that? Wow. Um, He also was very, I mean, I think he was in the league probably in like the seventies and eighties, like right. I don't know what the time period is when they transitioned from like Negro League baseball to like 
black players coming up into the major it league. It definitely would have been before the seventies. <laughs> but he made it. He made it seem like he was in the minor <laughs> leagues playing for like African American teams, mm-hmm. and then he went to the majors and was playing with you know white and black players. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I'm not a history buff on baseball. But the documentary is really interesting because once he got into the majors, he was very much like, I'm not going to change who I am. They need to take me as I am. He used to wear like hair curlers. Oh, oh, during games? (laughs) During games. Oh, I stand. And like they, they hated him. They tried to find him for it. And I think he was just like a very controversial, flashy guy when he was in uh the major leagues and he's got he's a character he's a character so i do want to finish that and then i saw a play a musical recently uh catch me if you can um wait like the movie yes based on the movie or i guess the true life story of this dude um which i've never seen the movie and <laughs> wow okay <laughs> it just it didn't uh, it didn't it didn't grab me but the play was interesting and I got <laughs> I got in my little fifis towards the end once I found out it was a true story and this fool went to jail left jail got a job working for the agency that locked him up and then like was able to have like a security fraud business that i'm like oh the white privilege of it all Mm, (laughs) yeah millions of dollars for people and then wind up getting a job for the government and being able to be a small business owner and be successful in america it infuriated me i love the play up until that point i was like oh that would have pissed me off too (laughs) frustrating but the play was really good it was at a arena stage uh here in dc Oh, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yep. That's that's about all I've got on my list for what I'm watching. All right. Well, I guess that is it for this week's show. Um, if you have not already, please subscribe uh, to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Music, or Podbean. Um, please also um, rate and review on Apple uh, you can follow us on social media. Our Facebook and Instagram are Their Eyes Were Watching TV. And our Twitter is TEWWTV Podcast. Yeah. Yes, until next time. Uh, can't think of anything clever. But <laughs> <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.